Out of all this nonsense that went through the podcast, I think we found a nugget of value. I love my grandma to death, but I could see why somebody would leave her. (laughs) This podcast might not be that fun. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode of Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. What is going on with you, my friend? Your old pal Joe here, checking in with you on a motherfucking Tuesday. How's it going? How's it hanging? <laughs> What's going on with you? I hope you're doing well, my friend. Listen, I hope you're doing better than you ever thought you possibly could be doing. And if you are not, hey, that's a okay. But get your fucking shit together, all right? February 28th, we're already at the end of the goddamn month. Two have gone away, people. Where do they go? What the fuck? The new year just started, and here we are, two months of it, already gone the fuck away. So get your shit together. Time keeps moving oh so very fucking fast, man. So, so fast, so you might as well get your shit together. Because let's be honest, you don't have that much time to live. Even if you think you have a long time to live, it ain't that long. So get it the fuck together, people, all right? Uh, Sorry, this is coming out on a Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. That's my bad. I was in Michigan all last week. Here's the thing, people. I did record a podcast for you to put it out on Monday, but it was half-assed and bullshit. So I didn't do it, all right? So I'd rather give you something a little bit late than feed you some bullshit on a fucking Monday, you know? Because I was pretty hungover Sunday when I recorded the podcast. And I was like, man, this one ain't too good. So we're going to give you a little fucking fresh podcast on a Tuesday, all right? I'm sorry it's late. Before we dig into the shit, got some shows coming up, ladies and gentlemen. This Wednesday, actually tomorrow, March 1st, I'll be doubling down in Nashville. We have a show at uh, 7 o'clock at Sonny's Patio Pub and Refuge. And then I'll also be at Fat Bottom Brewing right afterwards at 8.30. So come on through one of those. Lowell, Arkansas, I'll be there the 10th and the 11th with my buddy Aaron Weber. St. Louis, Missouri, the 17th through the 19th. I'll be doing clean shows with Aaron on the 17th and the 18th at Helium Comedy Club. And then I'll be on my own at the Funny Bone in St. Louis on uh, Sunday, March 19th. So come through that one. Syracuse, New York at the end of March. I got some stuff in Chattanooga coming up. Knoxville. Austin, Texas, still working on Dallas, Paducah, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, all over the place, and also some fucking place in uh, goddamn Indiana. (laughs) Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming shows and all the riffraff and nonsense. Now, how are you, my friend? How was your week? How has everything been in your life, you know? Have things been good? Did you have a good week? I was in Michigan all week. Don't know what the fuck happened with the news. There's um, there's one thing I know about my family. They don't fuck around with the news too much. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on, but we did have a great time. I want to uh, I thank anybody and everybody who came out to that show at uh, Timothy's and Flint. Man, we had a real good fucking time that night. What a fucking show. We sold it out. And uh, I couldn't be happier with how it went, man. It was a great fucking show. Uh, Not just the fact that it was sold out. I thought the show was good top to bottom. I never worked with the host of the feature before. And now I'm blanking on their names. That's my bad. Brandy Alexander, I believe, was the host name. She's great. Uh, 
But they fucking killed it. And then, uh, yeah, great crowd, great show, fun times all around. Friends were there. Uh, family was there. I had somebody who I went to high school with that I didn't really talk to ever show up. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, some, you know, some fans as well. So I had friends, family, and then some quote unquote fans, some people who like checking in with Facebook and all that shit or whatever. They came out. But Top to bottom, just a great fucking show. Memphis, Michigan was also great, too. Those people were incredibly kind out there. Same thing. No friends or family out there, but had a couple people go, oh, I've seen you on the internet before, so we decided that, and you were coming to Memphis, so we decided to come out, which that's pretty cool, you know? It's interesting what's been happening with this whole comedy thing as of late. It seems like things are coming together, and uh, people are are recognizing who I am, or at least, you know what I mean? People are finding me, I'm finding them, whatever it is, it's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy with things are right now as far as comedy goes. If there's some beeping in the background, they're fucking pouring concrete next door. At least they're not getting arrested again, but they are pouring concrete nowadays, so sorry for the beeping, sorry for all the racket nonsense is going on, but uh, but yeah. Great fucking time. Felt real good. You know, it's just um, it's, you can't. Uh, I was thinking about it last night when I got when I got home. And maybe it's a point I brought up before, but uh, you can't spend your time waiting on other people, man. You just can't do it. You can't wait for other people to find you. You can't wait on other people to help you. You got to get out there and help yourself and put yourself out there. Cause no one's really coming, you know, and I've been uh, I've been guilty of it. I think I've had a good balance of getting putting myself out there, going after my own shit. I guess in life in general, I was gonna say with comedy, but in life in general, I've always uh, been out and about trying to make things happen. But uh, you know, even when I was booking my uh, own tours and stuff like that, which I still do here and there, uh, but back in like 2015. 2016 you know and when I put out the album it's like I'm doing all this stuff for me but I hope somebody recognizes the work that I'm putting in somebody from the business somebody from the industry whatever it is and comes along they go hey we see you out here working uh we see you working hard why don't we help you out a little bit that hasn't happened but what has happened is that just people just people just regular fucking jack off fucking people are going, hey, we see you working. And I go, oh, great, cool. You know? So rather than just waiting on somebody else, you know, the, I just keep putting my own shit out there and people are, are finding it on their own. You know? So, life lesson. Don't wait around for fucking nobody, all right? Because they ain't going to do shit for you anyway. Get out there and then... Uh, that way when they do come around, I can tell them to get fucked, which I can't wait to do. You know, I hope I get everything, all my positions in place. And it seems like I'm doing an okay job right now, but I can't wait for somebody to come around and try and offer me help when I don't need it now. You know what I mean? Fuckers pissed me off, gonna make me a monster. <laughs> That's the goal, people. That's the goal. You keep showing up to these people's house and go, can I come in? Come on. I can do good things for you. And they go, nah, fuck it. We're busy. We got other things going on. And then the time's going to come where they're going to go, hey, why don't you come over? And I'm going to go, why don't you go fuck yourself? 
You should have let me in when I was trying to get in. Now I don't need you. Now I got my own fucking door. And guess what? You ain't coming in. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very cryptic. I don't know what the fuck that means. But, uh, <clears throat> man, Michigan was a great time. Michigan was an absolutely fun time. Spent a lot of time with family, hanging out, you know, just uh, just doing the, doing the damn thing. <laughs> just drinking with my family, really. That's just what we do. You know, I had this realization this morning when I woke up is like, I wish we did. I kept on wishing we did something else other than sit around and drink together as a family. And I don't mean my whole family gets together. Usually it'll be like me, my mom. Definitely. She's been doing that shit for 20 fucking years. Every goddamn day. She's a bit of an alcoholic. I'm, uh, I'm beginning to think, uh, but that's, you know, hanging out with my mom, my sister, we all just kind of have some drinks and chit chat and all this and that. And I kept uh, I kept wishing for the longest time that we did something else. But maybe I should just uh, maybe I should just appreciate what it is. And enjoy it because I do enjoy it. The thing about drinking, I think with anybody or, you know, with your family, anybody who's like a long term, a long term drinker. It seems like there goes, it always goes from a point of having fun to it getting a little bit sad, you know? And uh, those are the parts I wish we didn't have to go through. But at the same time, there's some people who don't have any family, who don't see their family, who don't do anything with their family. And, uh, you know, what are we going to do? We're going to go on a fucking golf outing? The old Kelly's going to go on a golf outing? No. We're going to hang out, we're going to talk some shit, we're going to have a few drinks, we're going to laugh, and we're going to listen to music. That's what we're going to do. So I should just uh, appreciate it. So, you know, now, <laughs> after I'm gone, now that I'm back in Tennessee, I'm going, man, I do, I, I should appreciate it a little bit more, you know? But, uh, but yeah, still a fun time, great time. I realized that... Uh, a lot of my early life was filled with tragedy, you know? I guess I, I knew there were bits and pieces of it, but that was part of the drinking. Is like Once we got to a place, we started talking about, you know, a lot of, like, sad shit. What brought up <clears throat> the sadness was uh, my mom has an old record collection, like old vinyl, and I got her a record player a couple years ago for Christmas. So they just kind of, <clears throat> those records just sit in the basement and... uh my sister was actually like, let's play some records. And it's like, okay, all these old records that we we used to listen to when we were kids. Our mom would play for us when we were kids. We'd all just sit around the record player and listen to it. She had like some Disney stuff, like original audio books sort of thing, but on vinyl, you know? And uh, there was one in particular. It's like a compilation of like pop music from the 60s and 70s or whatever. And uh, we listened to that thing a whole lot. A fucking lot. I'm trying to think of the songs that were on it. Green Tambourine was the song that was on it. Uh, uh, Red Light, Green Light, I think, was a song on there. All sorts of like weird, not weird, but like just like kind of like a, pretty much now what I call music, but, you know, not as shitty and as mainstream and as mass produced or whatever, I guess. But... Uh, <clears throat> We're listening to it, and then my sister just chimes in. She's like, uh, didn't Carl get give us this record? 
And I was like, yeah. And then it's like, oh, Carl was a Carl was in was a guy who worked with my mom years ago when we were very very young. And she was a she was a manager at Kmart. He worked at Kmart off Dort Highway in Flint. In case y'all are some fucking geography fucks, boy, if you go by there now, it ain't shit. But uh, <clears throat> but yeah, he uh, either way, he ended up killing himself. We got that record and. Uh, I don't think we had anything. It's not like it was his last record. And he's like, what have I done? You know, but, uh, but he ended up, yeah, it's, he killed himself. And then we started talking about my neighbor, Jeremy, who I've mentioned on here a few times, grew up right across the street. He killed himself. His brother, Dustin, he killed himself. There's just a lot of that going on. My sister's best friend, since they were like kids like elementary school kids maybe even preschool grew up together graduated together the year after they graduated she died from leukemia you know my grandma died my dad's side then he got cancer <laughs> and then my my other uncle he'd fucking there's just a lot of uh just a lot of shit i knew a, one of my mom's friends another friend she worked at with uh, kmart a kid that i used to play with got killed by a rottweiler so when I, I'm just, and I'm not saying this to be like a fucking bummer or anything like that, but, uh, just reflecting a bit on it is, uh, I can, I can see why I am the way I am a bit. Life has never been easy. You know, there's always been just fucking tragic events fucking happening over and over and over again, and they never go away. But maybe you just become more numb to it. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Is that normal for a, a child? <laughs> I guess to I don't I don't know if it's normal to experience a suicide. Because I remember Carl. Carl was always real cool to me. I remember that he always liked me quite a bit, and it would always give me a cookie. Whenever we went to visit my mom at work, that's back when Kmart used to have hot cookies and cold slushies. If you remember those days, you get a Coca-Cola slushie and a cookie, a nice hot cookie while you were at Kmart. Uh, but yeah, I don't fucking know. That's just, we're just, <laughs> just hanging out, drinking, we're having fun. And then all of a sudden it got a little bit, oh man, we're missing some people who uh, we, we wish we weren't missing. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. It's I guess it's just part of life. And uh, nobody, we didn't get real bummed out when we were talking about it. You know, we just, you know, just had another, an extra drink for Carl, I guess, as we kept listening to the album. That's all we did. Because what else can you do? You can't live in some fucking, your life can't be a tragic fucking mess the whole time. Even if tragic things have happened. I think that's where uh, I read something that that's where a lot of alcoholism comes from is people living in the past, which, uh, which does make me worry about my mom. This podcast might not be that fun, people. <laughs> you know, it's not always fucking sunshine and fucking spy balloons in Ohio getting blown up. Sometimes it's just uh, just trying to think about shit, you know, because it's like it's weird because I think I think she is stuck in the past. Anytime we start any every time I see her, she always talks about she wishes she would have done things differently. And I always try to explain to her that 
Well, you can't, but you can start doing things differently now, today. You know what I mean? Like you can change your life. You don't have to, you know, think about the times you fucked up when you were a fucking teenager. You know what I mean? But uh, she lives in that world for some reason. And I think she's almost devolving into her past self, if that makes sense. I don't know if you guys, how many older people you've ever been around, parents, grandparents, or stuff like that. I know a lot of like older people, when they start to lose their minds and go a little bit senile, they'll, my great grandma, uh, she was blind, deaf. She lived to be like a 101, 90 something, but uh, she couldn't remember what she did the day before, but she would always remember being a kid. She would ask about the farm and the pigs and stuff like that towards her last day she would go oh are the pigs okay do i have to go feed the pigs and it's like no grandma there are no there are no pigs uh but not that my mom is remembering the past in that sense it's just how she she acts she acts she's acting more and more like a little kid her mannerisms uh just everything man everything about her is like you you seem you're not acting like my mom anymore and i don't know when that happened when you became afraid to speak up for yourself, when you became afraid of any sort of confrontation at all, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, but uh, it's very, she's becoming very childlike. And I think it's because she spent so much time living in the past that she is reverting to it. And uh, it is what it is, but it's weird to be around, you know? It's weird to be around someone who's kind of like acting like a child. And I don't know if she realizes it, but it's, you know, it's going to be, I don't know if I have to have this difficult conversation with my mom or go, hey, mom, I don't think this booze is really helping you anymore, you know? But then, you know, you take that away from her and then she's, oh, what do I have? And then I don't want to make her feel like a piece of shit because she's not a piece of shit for drinking the way she does or whatever you know she's just got she's just dealing with whatever she's never dealt with before that's all it is right that's all any sort of habit like that is and you can either develop a good habit around it or you can drink yourself to fucking death which i'd hate to happen i'd rather have her in the weight room getting fucking jacked you know what i mean suppress your fucking emotions and your shitty childhood that way instead of just getting drunk every night and then <laughs> you know what i mean it's not fun it's not always fun i mean it is fun. i love my family i love seeing them but there is uh it's hard going back sometimes man and it's always hard leaving it's like because it, part of me is like man i could stay here and help this but you can't there's nothing i'd be able to do there's no way I could fucking me being around is going to, you know, make anything easier. Maybe it would, maybe it would, but it wasn't easier when I was living there anyway. So that's when the drinking started when I was, was how it would have been like, cause my mom would drink here and there <clears throat> growing up. But I think it was like 14, 15, whenever my dad moved out, Whenever they got their divorce, that's when she pretty much had just moved into the moved into the basement and started drinking. So it's been 20, 20 years, pretty much every day. Except for 
Sunday because we were too she was too hungover. We all were hungover because we had a little bit of fun Saturday after the show. <laughs> you know. But uh it is what it is, but I don't think being back would help. I'm not sure what to do in this situation, but uh I just uh you know, you don't want to see your fucking mother suffering and in pain. And it's not like she, you know, she gets drunk, she gets a little bit loud sometimes not too bad but uh, she's not becoming like a mean person she will get a little bit mouthy here and there depending on who's around depending on who's around i've noticed with the father of my nephew my sister's fella her boyfriend or whoever he is right now my mom will be kind of shitty to him but she's always been shitty to every every relate every, like pretty much every person my sister's dated my mom's been kind of shitty the girls I've dated, she's been kind of shitty to. <laughs> Very protective. But uh, that's not even when she's drunk. She just fucking, she just don't like the dude for whatever reason. <laughs> but it's not like she's, you know, getting fucking angry and breaking stuff and yelling at people or being violent or anything like that. It's, uh, it's just kind of sad, you know. Because she's doing... When my sister and I aren't there, well, we're not hanging out all together. She's doing the same thing. Maybe not to the, maybe she has a couple few extra when we're around, but, uh, but yeah. How many alcoholics do you guys know? Are they your fucking mother? <laughs> uh, it sucks, but it is what it is. It's, you know, it just let her live her life, I guess. I just wish she could find more meaning. I wish she could find meaning in anything that wasn't uh, that wasn't at the bottom of a bottle. That's more that has to do with it than anything. It's not that my mom likes to drink or does drink. It's uh, it's what it's covering up. That's what kind of gets to me. You know what I mean? Because that's what it's not like people are just fucking. Maybe some people are. Maybe some people are just drunks for the sake of being drunks. Or it's the same thing with food, with anything, with anything we're indulging in, overly indulging in. It's all masking something, you know? So that's, you can't be too mad at people for just trying to deal with whatever the fuck they're trying to deal with. Because your dad wasn't around, you know? Because your dad left and you never met your dad until you were 15. So you're still pissed off about it. Even though you shouldn't be, you know? Because you're just becoming what he was. You know what I mean? That's my mom's dad. My grandpa, he was just kind of a drunk asshole. And... That was always like growing. It's like, oh, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. And then sure as shit, you spend so much time running from the thing that you become it. Instead of just forgiving and getting over it and going, listen, he don't know any better. Maybe he could have done better, but he didn't. So what? We move on. Instead of letting it fucking live with us forever. And now he's dead and you still hate him. I don't understand this holding on to hatred for people, man. I really don't. There have been people who I have disliked. And I guess this is more of a recent kind of revelation for me, though. But I can't, 
you know, I can't hate somebody unless they have done something to me. You know what I mean? In the times that I've kind of have been angry or have hated people, whatever that feeling is, it's, I kind of realized that it wasn't, there wasn't anything directly they were doing to me. It was, they just, they weren't thinking about me. That's all it was. Most people just aren't thinking about you. Most people aren't trying to fuck with you directly. You know what I mean? They're living their life. They have their own interest in mind and they're just not thinking about you. So how can you hate someone who doesn't even fucking think about you or, or, you know, know what you're doing? If they, if someone directly does something to you, I get that. Then you go, okay, fuck you forever. You betrayed me. But sometimes it's like you think somebody's doing that. Someone's out to get you or whatever it is. But really, they're just acting in their own self-interest and not thinking about you necessarily. So it's like the, you know, the hatred my mom has for her dad that she still holds on to even after he's dead. It's clearly controlling her, but it's like, it's shitty. It's shitty that he left, but like, it wasn't, it had nothing to do with you, I'm sure. He probably wasn't thinking about you at all when he left. He was probably trying to preserve himself in some way. You know what I mean? And I love my grandma. I love my grandma to death, but I could see why somebody would leave her. I really can, man. It's like, I love her, and I want to be like, you motherfucking piece of shit. You walked out on my sweet grandma, but it's like, bro, I kind of get it. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a dick, but she's just difficult. She's difficult, and she, she's the sweetest lady in the world until she's not. She could turn on a dime, and you can see the them fangs come out, dude. And my mom has that too. She's got the same fucking thing that my grandma does. And it's like, that's, you know, <laughs> so I, I just, I just don't think you can hate him for forever, but you know, different strokes for different folks, but either way, just hanging on to that fucking hatred forever is just, it's destroying my mother and it will destroy you and anybody else, you know, forgive and forget, move on. You know, most of the time, man, most of the time people aren't thinking about you anyway. They just aren't. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about how they can get ahead. You know what I mean? It's life. And just because you get caught in the crossfire, I don't think it's, uh, you know, you take the L and you move on. You can't, you know, fucking... 50 years later, you're still living in that same world of hatred that you you lived in when you were a kid, dude. Like, what the fuck? Let it go. Move on. It's going to kill you. It's going to destroy your soul. It's going to destroy your mind. It's gonna, and Then you're going to destroy your body in return for it, dude. <sighs> it was a good week, but it's, it's, always a, it's always a rough one going back. Because you just want to see everybody happy. You know, you just want to see everybody fucking happy, especially your family. And uh, my sister's cut back her drinking quite a bit. She can still throw down like a fucking horse, though. We still have fun. 
But she's cut back quite a bit. She looks like she's in pretty good spirits for the most part. I hung out with my niece. I got to do a little babysitting with her. We hung out, had some lunch, talked, played some games. She was cool. Dad was cool. Nephew was cool. Grandma was cool. Mom was cool for the most part, but until it got sad, you know what I mean? It just sucks because you want and you think you go back and be like, oh, it's, maybe it'll be different, but it's been the same for <sighs> ever since I left, man. It doesn't change, and I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to do. I don't want my mother to drink herself to death, but I don't know what else she is, has to do with herself, which is a shitty, uh, a shitty way to uh, to be in. Ah, either way. <laughs> Aren't you glad I saved all this for a Tuesday for you? Aren't you glad I didn't put out that honk of shit 15-minute podcast that didn't talk about any of this shit on Monday? (laughs) Uh, It's okay. Everything's going to be fine and great, you know? We We all can't live forever. It's not even that I don't want my mom to... If my mom wants to drink herself to death, fine. She can do that. I just wish she... Didn't seem so fucking miserable, you know? And we, you know, we all got shitty hands, we're dealt, but fuck. I think you, uh, you, you allow yourself to be miserable. I think you do. You can do anything and ever distract yourself from it. Fucking do something. Get a hobby, start knitting, start working out, go for a run. Make fucking puzzles, dude. Put fucking puzzles together. Do anything to distract your mind from the fucking misery that makes you want to drink yourself to death. Either way, good week all around. The shows were well. (laughs) The shows went well. (laughs) Ah, fuck. This might have been a bummer. I don't know. It's not a bummer. Everybody's fine and everyone's feeling pretty good. I just wish my mom wasn't uh, wasn't a sad drunk. That's all, you know. But what other kind of drunks are there? Everyone knows a happy drunk. You know a happy drunk when you see him. You don't see him when they're at home, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, all in all, great fucking week. Good time being with friends. You shouldn't be hating people. You shouldn't be judging people. Appreciate them while they're here. And uh, maybe some people will never get out of the loop that they have lived in their whole lives. You know what I mean? And we can't judge them for it. We can't be mad. That's a big thing. I'm trying to not be frustrated and mad with my mother because of her choices and habits that she has, you know? And again, it's nothing bad. It's just like even trying to talk to her. It's like you're drunk. It's six o'clock, Ma. You're drunk already. And you're kind of babbling. And the conversations aren't that fun. But i still be here. I'm your boy. If you need some help, let me know. (laughs) What are you doing in that situation, people? I don't fucking know, man. I don't know. Nothing seems to be getting better. But, uh, you know. Anyway, let's get you the fucking animal video clip of the week and get you on your fucking way, shall we? Holy hell. What the fuck are we doing on Tuesdays, man? That's why That's why anytime I record this podcast during the week and it's not on the weekend, it always gets fucking squirrely, man. It always gets squirrely anytime we do this shit during the week. 
I think I'm going to have to stick with the solo episodes on the weekends. For some reason, those seem to go better and don't <laughs> don't end up like this. <laughs> and then do the uh, have Monty in more often during the week or whatever it is. But either way, what the fuck happened? Oh, before we get to the animal video clip of the week, don't forget to join the Discord, ladies and gentlemen. Wait a second. There you go. <laughs> the fresh Discord people. We're chatting over there, talking about life. It's me and Darth Shibby for the most part right now. By the way, Darth Shibby, happy birthday to your fucking niece, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I hope uh, I hope your, your niece is full of life and a vibrant uh, creature of God, if you will. All right? I hope she's doing well, and I hope she's just has the brightest vibration there's ever been leaking out of her soul. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, come on over to the Discord, people. There's a link in the description of the bio. Let's get you the animal video clip of the week. Get you on your way, all right? We got to get the fuck out of here. It's, uh, <clears throat> what's the number one rule with animal video clips of the week, my friends? You don't fuck with animals, all right? Quit fucking with them because bad things are going to happen. Or keep fucking with them, because it makes great content for the internet. But this particular video, they got like a pit bull, but he's like a junkyard dog, you know what I mean? It looks like he's in some fucking, uh, like a, uh, a junkyard. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a different word for the description of the dog. That I'd already said. <laughs> but he's in a junkyard. You know, mean pit bull, dirty pit bull, hasn't been bathed or loved in years. He's got a big chain around his neck, and uh, some guy's just laughing at him because the dog's pretty aggressive and ornery, and he can't get to the guy. So the guy's like, ha, look at you being mad, and you can't get to me. Uh, well, that's only for a brief moment. And then the dog breaks the chain and lunges at the fella, growling, barking biting dude drops his phone starts yelling a little bit it's a short video but it is it just does my heart it fills my heart with joy to see to see that happen you know because you could have just walked by the dog and not fucked with it but you had to stop and you had to fuck with it so now you're getting bit by the dog you know you could just leave stuff alone people i don't know why more I think, well, most people do do that, you know? But there's always somebody who wants to go, I'm going to fuck with this thing. And then when the thing fucking uh, gets the best of you, I certainly don't feel bad. It's a great video. What goes around comes the fuck around or something like that, you know what I mean? Just don't be fucking with animals or people just because you can. It's like when a little guy, because he's a little guy, he's like, oh, no one's going to pick on me because I'm so little. So he starts fucking with the big guy. And the big guy don't, you know, he's calm, calm, big guy. He don't want fucking no trouble with nobody, especially against the little guy. But the little guy just keeps pushing and poking and prodding. And then that big guy fucks him up. And then everyone thinks the big guy's a bad guy. But they didn't see the fucking little guy being a fucking sack of shit the whole time. You know what I mean? The point is just don't fuck with stuff. Don't do it. Leave things alone. And you, odds are good. If you don't fuck with a dog, you won't get attacked by one. That's pretty that's a pretty valuable life lesson right there, man. 
out of all this nonsense that went through the podcast, I think we found a nugget of value where if you don't fuck with a dog, you can't get attacked by one. No one's ever told you that, dude. They don't teach you that shit in school. They should be coming to me instead of the Rockefeller Foundation for the Educational Program of America. Because I feel like I do a much better job than making these kids, you know, slaves for corporations, which is the Rockefeller's dream, the Rockefeller family's dream, you know what I mean? But uh, that's for a different day. Just understand that the modern education system was created by the Rockefeller family, and it wasn't created to help you succeed. You can figure out the rest from there. Hey, I got some shows coming up again tomorrow, Wednesday, March 1st. Two shows in Nashville, Sonny's Patio Pub and Refuge at 7, and then we're doing uh, Fat Bottom Brewing at 8.30. Arkansas, Lowell, I'll be there the 10th and the 11th doing clean comedy with Aaron Weber. St. Louis, the 17th and the 18th and the 19th. 17th and 18th, clean comedy with Aaron, and then I'll be at the Funny Bone in St. Louis on the 19th doing my own shit. And then Syracuse at the end of the month. Go to joekellycomedy.com for all the upcoming dates, if you wouldn't mind. Listen, thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. I know this wasn't as fun as we normally have here. I'm sorry I didn't talk about my dick or balls or uh, my cum enough. Uh, somebody told me they tried to share the podcast with their friends and happy happened to show the, chunk, the Chunky Loads episode. And uh, I didn't make any new fans that day. But either way, listen, I'll be back next week talking about cum and eating ass and fucking jerking off in my own mouth or whatever it is you find people want to hear. Fucking ripping my nipples off and shoving them up my ass. Whatever it is. But this week was, uh, you know, we'll talk about spy balloons and the fucking Illuminati and the Emmys being satanic rituals. We'll do all that again next week. But this week was, you know, just, you know what it was. You were here for the fucking episode. You listened to it. Now we're at the end. I don't have to recap what the fuck just happened. We don't know what happened. I had a moment with you. All right? And if I can't do that, what the fuck else are we doing here? Be gone with you. Be gone with you. That's what I say. Thanks for checking out the pod. Please don't go anywhere. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the podcast this week, everybody. Hope we had a little bit of fun here and there. You know, do me a favor. Before you get out of here, take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. And I will catch you around real fucking soon. Later. <laughs>